When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Dick Toledo here, and you've found the resting place for all HMS podcasting. 98kupd.com, within the 98kupd app, and podcast1.com. And this week, all podcasting content is brought to you by our friends at Chapman Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Check out their hundreds of new and used inventory at chapmandodge.com. You want to get away, far away, to a place people aren't. You know what'll get you there? A Jeep. That's right, an off-road machine with a big lift and big tires. A rolling definition of go big or go home. And at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can save big on every new Jeep during the Jeep Adventure Days. Happening now. Visit us at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 and Indian School Road or do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Thank you, Inept Hero. Uh, another perfect start to the day. It's going to be hot again, though. We're getting it. We're starting to get that pushback on heat, but big deal. Had a nice couple days there in between. Got a little hope for the fall. Uh, I'm getting emails from people like crazy. If every one of you has been scammed, and every one of you is uh, throwing your horror stories at me. Knock it off. I got my own thing I'm dealing with with this thing. I don't want to hear your problems. You got to listen to my problems. That's how this operation works. Don't you realize that? Man, it's bad. Like, there's tons of this one dude had two years of a nightmare. Almost had to quit his job just to clear his name. And no fun. So watch out for that identity stuff. It's no good. Brady, I'm looking at you. That mug is tempting. Hey, there's mug is been tempting. some people that have had some shopping sprees um, <laughs> over the <Yeah>. years. <laughs> have you had a couple? Yeah. Have you lost yeah, I've had, had some a $900 uh, yeah. one up in Boston at a Toys R Us. Yeah. That was a couple years ago. I had ago. one in the Dominican. Are you in Boston right now? Yeah. I got a call and said, would you spend the weekend in Puerto Rico and Miami? I'm like, no, I absolutely didn't. And they said, we noticed that you got gas in Mesa and then bought some dinner in uh, some place in Puerto Rico and then the Caribbean. I was getting hammered and the American Express caught it. But that's just stealing your credit card number. The, the Social Security number thing is horrifying because yeah, yeah. you can't get that back. Like, that's it. And this one guy, it I didn't know you could change your Social Security number. The guy said it well, like two years. I almost had to change my whole deal and he'd take your identity away completely. He's like, I almost had to change my social. I had to fought through that for two years. So, yeah, be careful with all that stuff. I'm getting a lot of emails. Like, people are, are emailing about uh, football. We were talking about it uh, off the air about the ratings. Like, they're trying to hype up a couple of the games. But overall, Thursday night's game, nobody watched. I mean, by comparison, it was decent. but it was, and, and the ratings for things are not where I actually thought they would be. I thought the NFL was going to break records. We because, need this. Because, yeah, I thought people were bored. Caliendo made a good point on the podcast. He said, I think the pandemic has taught people hobbies and, and other things they might be interested in to where they're actually kind of finding other stuff to do around the house, yeah. hanging out with the fam. I think a lot of people also just weren't aware, which for the first time ever really saying that, that no one, not no one, but they're not aware that the season was ready to go and start. Really? I think that there's That's a, a huge portion of that. You think there's a bunch of people I that do. weren't aware of the NFL I starting? I do. Wow. Because I think those are the casual fans that, that, Pad those numbers. Maybe. I get to, I mean, you know, opening day of baseball, other yeah. than the talk that that happened, and I wasn't a huge follower, yeah, but that happened. Dying. Baseball and has I'm no like, Oh, that's right. Opening day was last. Yeah. There's nobody watching baseball. Like, those, those seats are empty, and I think they would be anyway. There's something, like, really bad. And basketball's numbers are way down. Hockey's like it didn't ever exist when you look at the, the local ratings and TV yeah. ratings and things. It's bad. And I started to wonder, like, how much of that was – political and the basis of politics and i think that like 90 percent of the general population is just dead fed up 
with having everything thrown in their face, and whether they agree with it or not. Like, there's, there's, I, how, how do you disagree with the end zone saying end racism? How do you disagree with the message? But you don't want it thrown at you constantly. And I think we're, I think as a, as a group, we're all kind of like, nah, I agree with it. I just don't turn to sports for that. And there's something that athletes need to hear, especially basketball. It's like, we appreciate your opinion. We don't want it. Well, it's like that guy that called in in the fireside chat last week. He says, I'm done with the NFL. I don't want all this thrown down me. I, I yeah. watch it to escape. I yeah. don't watch it for my politics. I got my own politics. That's that what I sports are. In. Yeah. It's escapism. Yeah. You, you find it to go, I've got enough of my, I got enough problems in my own life. Yeah. I got enough stuff to sit back and go, now I've got to sit and be socially aware while I'm trying to just escape through a, a kid's game. And I think people have kind of, I, I didn't expect it. I actually was way off the mark on that. Now, they are saying that the game with the Buccaneers and Saints was a monster. But that's the Tom Brady right. W. So what we What's like are, well, of, yeah. but what we like is the storyline. Story we line. like the uh, yeah, we like the names, and we like the WWE storyline. We wanted to see Tom Brady. Probably most of us wanted to see him fail as a Buccaneer. We wanted to see that whole operation unfold. And now the I was uh, guilty the, of that. The, that's the only reason I watched the that saga game. continues on that because BA is being very oh, harsh. Yeah, and Bruce Tom Arians Brady's came out and said he sucked. Yeah. He was he, that's not the Tom Brady we signed up, that's for sure. And he was being and that's WWE stuff. Now the yep. coach is saying, "Wow, the greatest player of all time stunk. His new coach is not Belichick. He's 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 mouthy." And it and it's interesting, but that's what you get now. You get that whole thing. And uh, you know, and then you get things like uh the anthem, which we talked about. I kind of dodged it as best I could. Like I'm going to watch the games 5 minutes after scheduled start time cuz I just don't Look, I get it. It's a thing. I don't care. I'm dead honest when I say I just don't care if the safety for the Texans is kneeling or not. I just do not care. Right. I, and you couldn't make me care even a little bit. That that's And it has nothing to do with the topic. I just don't care. Yeah. I'm tired of mono thought. I'm tired of being told if you sit for this, you're good. If you stand for that, you're bad. And if you don't agree with it, you're a racist. I'm, I, I think people are sick of saying – I can't have an opinion, so I just choose not to be involved. And I think that's where we're going with this. But uh, the funny part was, and this is in no means to try to be divisive and stuff, but people are saying it's not disrespectful to kneel for the American National Anthem. But not one person was allowed to kneel during the Black National Anthem when they played that. And I wonder if one person said, this is not my anthem, I'm going to take a seat, what would happen to them? Just I have to wonder what would happen. Now, I, look, it's the same exact stance that anyone else it is taking. It would piss somebody off. It would infuriate people because the only thing you're allowed to do is get in line. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva, the Steelers, I just read that thing, no. had written a, a, a soldier's name on the back of the helmet of the Steelers, and the rest of the Steelers had written the name of a kid in Pittsburgh who was, you know, both are, both are legitimate stories. And the Steelers had this, and he scribbled. He's a, an Army Ranger with a history that is absolutely unbelievable if you read about it. And again, Brady pointed out off there, he's like, who knows if it's real? And you know, you know what? You're right. Because Pat Tillman's story was unbelievable until we found out the truth. Right. And then it was just a complete botched mess. Uh, but they sold it to us. But as of right now, it's pretty believable yeah. because it's backed up by his other guy. And who knows? Maybe they're all paid and it's, everything's a scam. But he wrote that on the back of his helmet like, this is a soldier that fell, and I'm going to honor him. And he's getting, uh, he's getting some praise, and he's getting a little heat. Like, why would you do that? Why would you step out? Now, they're trying to make a story out of it, saying, why would you step away from your team unity? Yeah, because but it's I'm a not team seeing, sport. I'm not seeing team unity anymore. I'm seeing uh, team See pockets of division. I'm seeing dictatorships of, of thought. It's like, yeah, I have a cause, and I'd like to – I have to be on your cause, or I'm racist. That's, that's the that's – the, criteria for how to feel if i don't do exactly what everyone else is doing i'm then the opposite of that i can still have emotions about what you're doing i have more for this does that make me wrong and they say that you know when drew Brees said i don't like this and I, but i wonder during the black national anthem i've talked to a uh, two black guys who told me they didn't know that 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 existed i didn't even know that we had one he said i've heard it i didn't know that was it if you'd have played it i'd have been like i'm not so sure and it was a funny conversation we weren't being serious at all but uh you know if anybody would have would have said, I sit down for that. I only stand for the American national anthem. I don't, you know, I don't stand for God bless America during baseball games when they yeah. when they try to get you in the seventh inning. Say, please honor the American. That's not our anthem, so I don't have to stay. I don't feel any obligation to that. I can go get a beer during that one. That's not in the bylaws of 
the anthem. I don't have to stand up for anything. When they played Lee Greenwood at a baseball game, people stood up. We don't know when, when we're supposed to anymore. We're so afraid to be wrong. In, or, the, in the causeways <laughs> of the uh, stadiums, there's plenty of commerce going on during the during anthem. During the anthem, right. Yeah. And maybe it should and maybe it shouldn't. But the bottom line is the anthem's the one. Yeah. And, you know, I understand you're kneeling, but are you not allowed to do it to other stuff? Because is that the protest? Because I'm wondering if anybody says I'm not standing for this, what happens to them? It seems like there's a no win too because there's you get no some teams completely. that'll stand, some some that'll kneel, and then you got the other teams that are sitting in that aren't they're not, not even coming, coming out for the anthem, and then they're getting they're getting railed too. Right, and it's all it has nothing to do with the cause. It has everything to do with the NFL Network and ESPN having stories for 24 hours. Yeah, all of it is like oh, because now Jerry Jones is like oh. Uh, Dontari Poe knelt during the anthem, well, and you and the Cowboys said they weren't gonna, and he he broke rank. Okay, and they're like Jerry Jones, you're a racist old man. What did you think of that? Are you gonna? And they're just trying to soundbite Jerry and trap him into saying something that they can then turn back and say, "Oh, your owner said you shouldn't." Have done. It's crazy, and it's we're so lost. One one good thing to come out of it, I guess, is if they're kneeling or standing. They show it on the on the field that they're one team. Yeah, at least there hasn't been a dissension when that you know because that's the whole part well, Chris of Chris Myers. It, once you hit the field, everything goes away. You got right this guy's back. I got your but back. Chris Myers said uh, the anthem played thirteen of the uh, I forget what team he was doing, but thirteen of these guys knelt. Two stood and then most were arms in arm. He's he, doing he, a roll. He, call. Did, he did a statistic for yeah, it. and the Steelers same on Monday night. Uh, when Fowler and Herb Street were up there, and Fowler said uh, most of the Giants stood, about seven or eight did not. Uh, the Steelers stood, blah blah, and they gave me an update on anthem kneelings as a statistic now, and that's all storyline. That has nothing to do with the cause or anything else. Yeah, you're right, Brad. It, it, I think it's a a lose lose. But every I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised the ratings were not that great. I'm it really kind of surprised. Seems like it shows a little reflection of that that people are yeah burnt out on that. We're tired factor. of being preached to. Yeah. We have our own issues. Uh, humanity has its own issue. Every individual has its own thing. And it sounds terrible to say it that way, but everybody has their own little inner uh, personal holocaust going on. Everyone. That's what that book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, is all about. Yeah. You hear a guy who sat in Auschwitz, stripped down bare, naked, had nothing left but his mind. Nothing. And found... A way to get from one day to the next without being so down. And basically said, your problems are your problems. You look at mine and say, I don't know how you survived it. I, I even with that in my history, can look at yours and go, I don't know how you're getting through that. Because everybody's problems are different. And the last thing you want is everyone else's problems told to you and how to think about them. Because you got your own crap going on. Everybody does. That's why we turn to sports. I love sports. And I don't even mind a message on the court saying, you know what? Uh, we're all. I don't mind the jersey names, but I don't like every interview and everything has to be like, oh, this is such an important thing. And if you would disagree with it, you're awful. Like, no, I don't disagree with it. I disagree with being preached to and having this happen. And I don't think that they're going down a good road for that. I think people are just getting sick of it being shoved down their throat. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, make your statement. That's fine. But don't shove it down my yeah. throat. And it, it does feel that way. Yeah. That it's, and it's, I don't think it's the player's fault. I think it's the presentation. I think the right. networks totally love it. Agree. I think the NFL t- secretly loves it. I think they have a whole secondary world they're developing of WWE storylines that can make people feel crazy about their game. And I don't know that it's working. I don't know that that's it. But again, they're trying to cast off the older viewers. And that's another thing nobody pays attention to. In the world of marketing, when you start to skew older, you have to get rid of them. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on in all sports. Basketball's got to do a reset every 15 years. Football's about every 25. And baseball hasn't done it ever. And they've got an average audience agent that's late 50s, and they're struggling to get young people. They don't know how to do it. Basketball's doing it. Football's – they're active. They, they love the 22-year-old. And, and you lose – WWE invented it. You lose, you lose your ratings for a year to rebuild the younger audience and get rid of the older one. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on. For well, maybe real. a big chunk of it goes away when the – Country unites tomorrow night for the Browns and the Bengals. <laughs> well, that's that's going to be <laughs> there's a unity. The Battle candle. of Ohio is uh, <clears throat> really it's who's going to draft first next year bowl. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, the one thing that they're real proud of in Ohio is they've got two number one overall picks, and I'm like that just basically means your entire state sucks at football a lot. If you've got the two number one overall picks, that means the Browns and Bengals 
have sucked recently quite a bit and quite hard. And that's true. So, yeah, enjoy that. Thursday night football. Oof, you want ratings. You put Cincinnati and Cleveland on my TV? Forget it. That is, that is, wow, that's like the the Roots finale or the end of MASH. You're going to get some numbers on that thing. That's going to be shockingly disappointing for the networks. You'll be watching. And there will be a percentage (laughs) wanting to see Joe Burrow. No, there won't. Nobody cares. I'm talking about (laughs) 2 or 3%. Right. There there is a percentage that's accurate, but it doesn't mean it's a healthy one. There's a percentage of people who like to watch people bleed out from the eyes, too. It doesn't mean it's good. I'm I'm in the low percentage of people that love that medical talks thing on Instagram. I get sent those. Oh, I love it. Miss Angie and oh, and, uh, Miss Angie yeah. is the greatest. Yeah. But I am in a low group of people. That is not a high mark. It's not a percentage right. you want to hang your hat on. Yeah, usually the reaction isn't oh, oh, oh ooh, cool. Yeah, to those. No, you're not going to put that on TV. No. Yeah, and I get emails from people who are like uh, Mike just said. Uh, he said two Ohio high school football players have been suspended because they carried American flags out onto the field to honor their firefighter father and police father on nine eleven, and they got they got trounced for that. There's I, I don't. Be, I just don't. Under- be more to that. Well, I just story, don't understand. Yeah, I don't well, again, that's the presentation again. I just don't understand how it became this. Say. I just don't yeah. get. I don't get how we got here. I don't either. I, I really don't understand how we got here. None of none of this makes sense. And then there's a guy up in Massachusetts. And I don't know how much you can have passion for anything like this. Larry's buddy is an industrial engineer. And he had, uh, four years ago, political signs in his front yard that people kept tearing out. He lives in a, in a very liberal section of town, we'll say. Uh, and he was putting things that weren't liberal in his front yard. Basically saying, I'm an American who chooses this direction to go political. Well, his signs were getting kicked down. So in his brilliance... He made the sign look like a regular sign, but it was – he put footers two and a half feet down into his grass, built this cement box behind the sign that you wouldn't know, and if you tried to kick that sign, your foot broke. <laughs> and he got a few – he had a tape. He had video of it of people oh, trying to take it. It was fantastic. Great. But I'm like, how – because that's like how much in love with the idea of your thoughts being presented to your neighbors – is important. There's a guy in Massachusetts who has Trump signs in his front yard, and he called the cops several times because his neighbors keep tearing them up. He electrified them and then put an electric fence around them. Too, yeah. And I'm like, I get that you're frustrated, but is like, are we there? Is that where we're at? Is that what we do? Like, I don't want my neighbors to know my voting habits. I just don't. I don't want to have flags up that I have to electrify because that is just, that's tough. That, yeah, come January, that makes the wave when you're driving down the road a little tougher. He's a guy who electrified his stuff in his front. Now, I'll do it for my Christmas decorations. Those are expensive. I've had those swiped a couple of times. I'll electrify the hell out of those. That's great. But, I mean, Larry's buddy went to the great lengths of actually digging a hole, cementing. Putting in footers because he knows engineer and putting it thin enough to make it look like the sign had no back. It's a cardboard sign. And, and people tried to kick it <laughs> or wreck it, and they were like, ah! The videos were amazing, but he's like, I'm not putting it out there. I was going to say, is that a Bradio video today? No, or, I wish. Damn it, it they be. were fantastic. <laughs> and it's funny, but I'm like, really? That's a lot of time and effort just to make somebody hurt their foot. Well, you should see the other one where the pit is in front of the sign. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, if you're a... Uh, if you're if you're into it, trap that door. Yeah. You, oh yeah. I would love like trap doors have always been a dream of mine. Like, no picnic uh, blanket over the yeah, hole. Yeah, exactly. Like, I always wanted the ejector seat. Like just the big ejector the thing platform. I've never understood was like how you put that net and cover it with leaves to where somebody steps on the net and it yeah, swallows yeah. them up and pulls them up in a tree. Booby traps have always been fascinating to me because they're only on TV and cartoons, but they're very real. Digging a hole and covering it. And having people fall in it is a dream of mine. Like it's uh, trap doors in a house. That's the ultimate sign of success for me. The button where I'm like, just take a step to the left to, to shoot you into a dungeon in my home. I can't, but there's no company that builds those. Is there? It's not a real thing. Is it? Um, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. There is. I, I don't know of any. Could I get a contractor to actually have a You got to do your own. Trapdoor? You got to get your own bobcat and dig yeah. your own hole. I think Castellander could hook you up with a few guys oh, that could that right, could yeah. do that for again, you. Again, if I could get a superhero involved in it, but now we're going into fantasy land again. I'm not kidding. If I could get my guy Aaron Bishop to bring his contracting company over and say, right, what do you need? Well, I need somewhere right about here by my front door a 35-foot death pit for people that won't leave. And I just hit a button and it opens. Like, you can't, that's not legal. I'm like, why not? Why is that? I'm not going to keep them. I'm just sending a, I'm sending a message that say I got me a trap door. The last time, there, uh, actually, when uh, there was a construction company, a couple of them, especially in Seattle, where the term Shanghai came from, they had the, a lot of trap doors built in bars and stuff. I have to wonder if Get that's true. the guys true. liquored up, drop the door. I think that's all lure. That's hilarious. I don't think, I think, I don't think well, any still, of it's real. There's, there's a little does, tour in there. How does, well, yeah, but how does anyone not know that the trap door is below right. you? Well, that's what at, I'm saying. At some point. Yeah. The first guy that goes through <laughs> you, it gets the, it. The, the yeah. next guy after that is going to be the like, rumors spread real there. fast yeah. I think, when somebody goes into a trap. happened to Jerry? Don't go into that bar. Yeah, and I think where it started was it wasn't actually a door that would drop down. The guy would go in there. It basically, the guy would be passed out drunk they'd get him so drunk lift the door up and oh, storm in there the next day it's and a drunk then he tank. Sure. Yeah, wakes up on the ship you can right and you get shanghai that's yeah. the same thing as roofies they send you over to and then they yeah then they make you work in a prison camp somewhere yep. else yeah yeah no that's different and shanghai guys was kidnapping yep so it was yeah but booby traps for just people i don't want on my front porch that's what i'm talking about like general household like if i'm looking at houses if i'm in real estate i'm like i'd like to look at this house and the guy goes and also Electrified trap door right here for unwanted visitors. I'm like, I'll take it. Just, this <laughs> just house put is the spring loaded uh, punching glove. Where's that? Look right here. Yeah. Boom! It says Acme on it. Yeah, yeah. cartoon <laughs> living is the best living, man. That's a fact. Yeah. And see, this is where everybody, Kelly says, remember your trap door idea reminded me of the scene where in, uh, Hans Blix and Team America was sent into the shark tank by uh, uh, Kim Jong un. When he hit the trapdoor and he sent him down into the Hans Blix was the inspector for the weapons. Oh, that's right. Hans Blix, take a step over to the raft, riddle. And then he put him in the trapdoor. Next thing you know, you see Hans' skeleton in his shark tank because the sharks <laughs> ate him. That's a dream world of mine: a full-size shark tank with a trapdoor that shoots my uh, the people like this. You know, the people stealing my identity in there. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I want that, but it doesn't exist. It's all in our fantasy minds. But we electrify our political fences now. I don't know. Brady, if you put up Trump signs in your front yard and they yeah. got kicked down every day, would you keep doing it? Or would you just be like, I'm not going to put the sign up anymore? Yeah, I'm taking just, them my down. Vote is I'm more taking important. them down. Yeah, because I just don't want that. Because like January and February, you're still a marked man. You're the guy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Someone yeah. in that neighborhood was like, I hate his political view. Because you're, you're inviting too many idiots. Your vote should be – I don't know when we got so public with all that. Like the I like Ike thing was fine, but that was back when people wouldn't beat you up for liking Ike doesn't seem worth it right now. The thing be- is, your sign is not going to change my opinion or right. Brady's opinion or Toledo's opinion. Right. It's, it's, you know, it shows me who you are. Right. I disagree exactly. with that. I think there's a large group of people that if they see enough of one thing in their area, they're like, oh, I better fall in line. I don't think that. I think, think there's also really? a group. I, I do it aligns know. you with I other do, people I do in your think that, you think there's that, yes. that many weak-minded people yes. like in your neighborhood that, yes. that would be influenced 100% by 100% really? agree. Yeah, sure, yes. that's why they, because do, they the, have it all the time. Well, I think that the, the reason why is because there's a lot of fence-sitters, especially in election Sure, like undeciders. This, and yeah. if they see the majority of people in their area doing something, they're like, I don't want to be the odd man. Look what happens to you when you're the odd man out in public. Well, that's why we have the president we have now. Well, right? it's, it's a fact. I mean, we, we talked about that four years yeah. ago. I also think it, it invites the stubborn mind to say, I'm going to vote against this because they're pushing me. So, but there's I don't, a little bit I of don't that think too. it, I don't think there's a logical end to the signs in your front yard that push one person in the direction or the other. But I think a fence sitter sees his neighbors all in a row and they're like, I'm not in on this camp, but I got to live here. And I'm really not passionate about it either way. I do think it actually kind of sways people's minds. I, I, I honestly know. do. I, I think that I the, think, right I think that now, a strong mind sits and sees it and says, "I'm going to do whatever I want." Right, and it might push them actually into a stronger position of like, "I'll, I, I have to vote the other way now because look how many people." Are there. But I think a weaker mind, and I think there's tons of them, see those signs and think, "Man, there's majority of those." I want to. Be, we've had this study before where people want to vote for the winning 
president rather than what they really think. They want to be on the yeah. side of winning. That's why they always say, oh, you're throwing your vote away if you vote for a libertarian or you vote for somebody else. You're throwing it away. That guy doesn't have a chance to win. And I'm like, no, you're not throwing it away. You're making your statement. Your vote is your voice. And so if you vote for the Green Party or the Libertarian Party, yeah, you're probably not going to vote for the winner, but you voted for your beliefs, and that's what you're supposed to do. And the, the study that came out that the majority of people want to vote for who's winning, uh, and they feel like a failure if their guy loses if they're not really affiliated. There's a lot of weak-minded people out there I think the signs work on. Maybe I just got my rose-colored glasses on because I just don't – I just it's hard to comprehend that people are that goddamn stupid. Have you that, seen you know, people? Have I, you been out there, Brett? Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah, no, well, like my sign is going to influence your vote one way or another. Mine and my neighbors. I yeah. mean, I the, the weak I, mind. Yeah. But but the I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just yeah. wow. But the person that's making their initial decision over and above that is being influenced by something else. It's just a. This is a quicker. Well, you you're know, hoping whether it's, it's not a sign influenced. or whether it's the the news that you're right. getting from the stories that you're reading about that's influencing you. Also. Uh, I mean, the signs work, or you wouldn't see them all over the place. Right. I mean, right. you see that though those people there's on Camelback or not Camel Lincoln and Twenty Fourth Street. One candidate has flooded that entire little fork in there, like where Twenty Fourth Street meets Lincoln is kind of a weird setup. So there's like little triangular islands in the middle of this thing all yeah. over. It's covered with and one. You know person. the genius of that. Once you stake claim until the election is over, you can't move them because yeah. it's considered they, um, it's considered vandalism right. to move a political. Side. But if you see this. The name sticks. Yeah. And so you're like, exactly. that and those studies, that of co- the corner that ones, works. I agree, but yeah. I don't know about the lawn ones. Oh I, don't, oh, I don't know, but I'm just saying the more you see something, the more you yeah. see it, you're and thinking, the more you're like, well, this guy's more popular. That's the one people want. It's like seeing something before you take the money a test. Buys it. Yeah, that's yeah. what people want. And that's why money buys it. That's yeah. why advertising is almost always the person with more money for TV yeah. advertising is the winner. It has nothing to do with what they're saying, it's just a familiarity. You're constantly being pushed like, this guy's everywhere. But it's visual. It's like perusing flashcards before you take a test. It's in your mind. It's in, like if you see that on a corner right before you go vote, right. ah, that's the one name I remember. And it makes you feel educated. And it does. It's like, I because know this I one. I know this one. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, we're dumb. Smuck. So, <laughs> Neil says, the people you're talking about are called women. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> so they're the ones that see all this stuff and go, I better vote for that so my neighbors don't hate me. I think there's truth to that. Like especially social people, yeah. like Brady, you're a social guy. If if in fact your entire neighborhood and everyone you socialized with was left leaning, crazy left leaning, you would probably sit and go, "I can't let them know my, I can't let them on, know that on either side." Well, right, but I mean, if it's it was if it was really heavy one way with all the people you hung out, oh with, yeah, you're it would sway low. you. Yeah, it would start to move you. Like I better get on board here because if these people find out, I'm not going to be invited to these anymore. And I think there's truth to like what Neil says is a joke. Like women that get into little groups of like mommy groups and stuff, yes. they'll cast your ass out. Yeah. If you've got a Trump sign in yeah. your front yard, all of a sudden you're like, oh, really? Well, We're not inviting you anymore. And that's what Facebook is in trouble for. Not really in trouble for, but because that's where everybody's gravitated so yeah. much. There are teacher and parent groups that are on Facebook that you have to be invited to. And as soon as you say something opposite of what they want to want to say, yeah. They kick You're you out. out of the group. Yeah, It's not you know? always, but it's out there. Not always, but there's a ton of them. Aiden says, I'm influenced not to vote for every a-hole that blocks my ability to see around a corner. So I'll remember your goddamn name every election <laughs> year. I almost get hit every time I turn. It's true, too. That, those are the ones I remember. And dirty words, like that uh, that lady whose name was Fuchs. Yep. And I remember her. And yeah. Schmuck. I, and, yeah, Schmuck. And then there was the... And then the other one, Sal DiCiccio. Because Sal DiCiccio. Like, yeah. like, hey, mob, mob related. He's, he's my guy. He's yeah. going to get things done. <laughs> But there was another one like uh, butt crack or something. I can't remember. It was like the most obviously silly name. Oh, the ever. one where they, they uh, yeah, they, and they kept um, changing it. And I'm like, oh my god, this some, poor bastard. And somebody's long last name had the last part head. Yes. H-E-A-D. Oh yeah, yeah. And you can't help it. No. Those are the ones you remember because I'm a child. child. I'm a teenage boy, and there's nothing you can do about that. John, two people you need in your phone if you're looking for trap doors. Yeah. One, Matt Lauer. Two, the Mexican cartels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. El Chapo's got I you. I bet you. Oh, you're right. Matt Lauer and the Mexican cartels is also a great band name. <laughs> if you want to start a band right now, a 50s doo-wop cover band, Matt go. Lauer and the Mexican cartels. <laughs> Has to be something. I want to see that on the marquee so bad at the Anvil or whatever the Mason Jar they call it again. <laughs> the weekends in Rocky Point oh, would be just man. Please welcome to the stage Matt Lauer and the Mexican Cartels. 
John, you're right. Kate Brophy McGee is the name of that lady at 24th and Lincoln. She's got every sign I'm there. I'm telling you, man. It's the uh, uh, hundred. Brophy McGee. Does she own the school? I, I don't know. I don't know. But the name sticks, and it is everywhere. You cannot. There's a and uh, there was a couple others that are up there uh, that take up another triangle, but they've owned the triangle with uh, hundreds of signs. Hundreds signs work. Because people don't really want to do much research, so they just go by how many did you put up. I you remember. Recognize that. That I recognize name. that name. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the signs are definitely a because nobody really the, knows what they the picture too. Well, yeah, I don't like get the if picture. They have the hideous, right? You know, or some crazy hair. Well, I've said, oh yeah, that lady that had the bad hair was really yeah. pretty, but we made fun of her hair, and then she's like, "This is what we've come to." I'm like, "Man, you can't, you got to be presentable." Sorry, it was we like. Fun of Trump's hair all the time. I don't know why you're any different. It was like that old movie uh, with uh, Eddie Murphy, The Distinguished Gentleman, where yeah. he, he oh, had the right. same guy's name, and yeah. it was a white guy, yeah. and he ran and, and won. Yeah. I think it was they had no name. idea. Yeah. No clue. It's, yeah, it's all based in that. That's crazy. And Gilbert, uh, sometimes the signs wrap around the corner because there's so many family members in the uh, to get them all in the poster. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hillary as well. 27 uh, kids. I think Hillary was the first one that outspent her opponent and lost. Is like the first president in the last twenty so, yeah. something years or something like that that has outspent on television and lost. And it was you know people then go it was strategy. She spent in the wrong places, but yeah, she outspent somehow and lost. John, I don't know if it worked, but I know someone who rubbed poison ivy leaves all over the signs in their yard. Don't know if it was effective, but I want to think that it was. <laughs> That's wow. pretty good. That's uh, Thunderhorse says uh, you're you're trying to remember a guy named Rodney Glassman. That's, That's the dude, the because everybody Ass changed the sign to yeah. Assman, Rod yeah. Assman. Yeah. And I saw Rod Assman a thousand. I don't even know, did he win? He might have, but Rodney Glassman was we awesome, because Assman was everywhere uh, around the city, and I was dying laughing at the Assman signs, because he had to go on TV and go, please, that's vandalism, it's illegal, stop turning my name into Assman. Unless Rod I win, Assman. then it's okay. Yeah, well, I'll take it, but you're going to remember me. Yeah, it's nuts. But just change it. I just don't. I just. I, I don't know. <laughs> Electrifying the sign in my front yard seems a bridge too far. When it really doesn't. Like, oh, you lost the Republican. Damn it, gas man. <laughs> Who do you lose to? Glasscock. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Glasscock and Rodney Assman. Glassman. Damn it. Yeah, have a funny name and I'll vote for you because I don't think anybody's doing anything anyway. Yeah, it's weird. The political season is just laying heavy on top of us all, and uh, that electrified sign got me laughing. And then I started to dive into, I haven't watched it yet, but reading about that Chinese couple that froze their baby with cancer. Yeah. They did that five years ago. That baby's, so the baby's, baby's ice an ice cubes. cube. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's in the uh, yeah he's in the old LG right now just hanging out waiting for the baby. Is, Hopefully no one dropped it like uh, whose head was cryogenically. Oh, every one of them. Ted, Ted, Ted Williams. Williams. Yeah. They were playing yeah. soccer. They put it up on a, a tuna can. But they, that was the head freezing. They froze yeah. this kid's whole body. Whole body. Yeah. yeah, this thing's all froze up. And I'm, and I don't think, I don't know that, I don't know. Like Toledo said, he'd never do it for his kids because he didn't get to hang out with them later. So why would I foot the bill for yeah. this kid's life later if he's dying of the? I don't think. It, I think that if they gave you that option, you'd do it. So it's like Hansel and Carbonite. Yeah, I, I would love wow. to see the, <laughs> the baby. And the I want to like Scott. Stuff. If the what if the technology happens? But then you'd have to be like celebrate birthday. You couldn't have any closure in your life with this half dead kid. In your freezer. You mean, yeah, if you're alive by the time the technology It doesn't matter. Like right now, if you had a kid and it was dying and like we can freeze it. At at five years old, right? right? And then every year of your life on its birthday, Christmas and everything else, you got to go visit it and you got to keep hope alive. No, don't celebrate that birthday. For your ice ice cube baby. An ice cube baby, also a great band name. But ice cube baby's there, and then you know the technology never happens, and you've lived with this hope, and then you die with this hope, and I don't think and it's if worth they come it. Come out of it, and all of a sudden there's freezer burn, or something <laughs> right? And then they smell funny because yeah. freezer burn smells funny. You can you got to constantly go scrape them with a butter knife to get that crust off. It's still good. It's still good. That's all you'd say. <laughs> we can still use this. Yeah, there's nothing worse than that top layer of freezer burn on your kid. Think more of those vacuum seal pumps and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Yeah. You know, melt them, move to the Arctic. I couldn't do it. For, freeze your kid? That's a big yeah. step, Ray. That's good to hear. No, I mean, like, especially at five years old. <laughs> when would you freeze them? What is a good proper I, I, age for freezing? Baby? Uh, an egg, it? maybe. Storing eggs. 
when they start pissing you oh, off. Oh, you'd freeze eggs. But that's yeah. not but a baby. But as soon as it has, yeah, a, soon as it has yeah. a face, you're not freezing it. Yeah, freezing eggs yeah. is no big deal. You can use those. Yeah. They actually have that's the technology that that matters. But yeah, once it comes out and it's got like a double lump on its head and a, a third arm, you're like, freeze it, put it in the freezer. Freeze that thing up until we can figure this out. That's no good. <laughs> That's you're just admitting this one's no good. We got to pump pump a bunch of froze on that, and uh, we'll get back to you in a few minutes. We're gonna try to make a normal baby now. I don't think that works. Would you freeze a teenager? No, I'm just saying once they're you know out and um, living life you know, for five years, <laughs> she's trying to dance around that. Once they're um, well, out. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to picture <laughs> at five years in here. Starting out. Okay, he's out. Old, he's old out. enough to know. Like I'm sorry, you know your we mom have to and freeze I. You. Your mom and I decide we're going to freeze you. <laughs> that's you my, that's another having that discussion. That's another reason why if, I wouldn't freeze him. Because but what if, if the kid says freeze me? They're not going to again. The you don't know, the, do the, that. The doctors will tell them there's only one option here. That you're going to die. Five year old isn't going to. Oh, five year old, but he's frozen. talking about a kid that's yeah. once they're out. No, and I'm talking, talking about the five. I mean the five. Five year old could say freeze me. They'd probably be sure, more likely they to could, say. But but I would also say. You know, at that particular time, like I don't think they really realize what they're saying. Kirby. Kirby, uh, God forbid, gets a magic space bubble on her head. They can't cure, but they're like, maybe we can someday. And Kirby says, they say they can fix me, Dad. Freeze me. You're going to say no? Yeah. Really? You're going to yeah. say you're going to die from magic space bubble. Or it could go away. There's a possibility. Maybe. Yeah. But you're going to you're, you're gonna gonna, do the treat. You're going to live your life. The doctors you tell can. you it's not going away, and it's going to be quite painful. Yeah. But this we could freeze her. This is the life that we have. Few, wow. All right. That's, I don't think I could look a kid in the eye and go, no, I'm not freezing you. <laughs> you're going to, you're, you're dying. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I go, no, you're going to die from this probably. And we can hope that it goes away. Or we can freeze you and you won't know any different from here. But you'll, you'll go into that box scared thinking, all right, when they, when they, when they unthaw me. And what, uh, what happens look. to that kid like when the parents die, yeah, and then the, I mean, what is the kid forgotten in the back of the freezer, nope. like the bird's eye peas? There's a what? I mean, yes. There's a video. There's a video where it says, "Son, sorry, we froze you, and we're gone now." Yeah. They got a kid. Well, that's the thing. If the parents die, the little Chinese baby has to just get buried with them. Because you can't. The minute bur- that yeah. check yeah, doesn't come into the, the well, freezer, that's true too. The other yeah. thing. Yeah. Too. We had space. that thawed out. Yeah. Good night. With, with our cord blood, we had that. That's true. Brady's right. Once your thirty-three fifteen a month stops coming, that baby's out on the sidewalk melting. Ooh, it's a hot day. It's too. a hot one. We're going to take it. Probably that's probably why they had that cryogenic thing up in Scottsdale for years. It's like, look, when the checks stop coming, put Ted Williams' baseball head outside, lump it out. But yeah, I just I I don't think I could look a kid in the eye and say, yo, okay, well, I'm not going to freeze you. But you're right. Because, you know, yeah, you're at 25 years from now. If the parents are yeah. both gone and this baby's like, okay, we got the technology to undo this. Then what happens to the kid? It's still five. You're also assuming that there's no glitches on the technology of the freezer going out. I mean, how many times sure. it's like Electric you know, they bought yeah. an Amana or something? It's really <laughs> yeah. old. Wow. Freezer goes See, out. Bill Kenmore is, takes a dump. This is where the mind of a frugal kind, man comes yeah. in. Because Brady assumes that they're going to cut corners, maybe buy some Amana. Or, what kind of unit you freeze yeah. in there? And and the people are like, oh, we have nothing but sub zeros. Brady's brain goes, that's a pretty penny. Sorry, Kirby, not going to freeze. But dude with a mana might have a reasonable freezing half the price. Yeah, half the price, <laughs> double the risk. I'll freeze Kirby. But I don't but- even care if it's you know on the sub zero or a mana. Yeah, you're dependent on power, and you're yeah, assuming you that nothing's going to. You would hope then you need a backup to the backup. You would hope that well, like hospitals have generators. They're yeah, when the, when the power's out, it's like well, we've lost all the we've lost all the ability to keep the frozen organs together because we didn't even think about a power outage. They have backups to their backups. They have you know the the what are the recidivism of of, of a backup upon the backup. Yeah, it's like like airplanes are like well that's broken. There's no, there's a backup to everything. I know. Yeah. Brady, is this why I saw you cruising the 27 cubic foot chest freezers at Costco the other day? <laughs> Were you? Where is she moving the chicken fingers and the frozen pizzas? Where's Kirby? Daddy, I got another headache from my space bubble. Not freezing until we get a reasonable price. Yeah, the mind of a frugal man says, "What if he's gotten a mana? Is that <laughs> he's thinking brand names?" What is that? A Magnavox? I didn't even know they made freezers. Thirty-five fifty a month's a little high, buddy. Look, sister, we're riding the storm out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, John. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could look a kid in the eyes if it told me I want to be frozen and I want a chance. I'd be like, okay, 
I think I'd do it. I don't know, John. You we would? freeze yeah. every freak. We wouldn't have had the. We wouldn't have been graced with Danny DeVito. Well, we're not freezing all the freaks. Danny DeVito didn't have a debilitating, deadly illness that needed to freeze him so we could teach him to be six Recover feet tall someday. <laughs> Brady'd be in a freezer in that case. <laughs> what everybody under five six gets frozen until we figure out how to stretch him. You can't do that to I'm a on kid. The rack. Yeah, you, what you freeze Danny DeVito now? But yeah, I don't. Uh, a five year, like an old man that says, freeze me. I'm like, you've had enough time here. We're done. What do you want to come back and just get scared by technology more? You're not doing so great now. But that, that documentary is going to be, I, you know, it's all subtitled and stuff, but it's fascinating to think of because if you, you know, honestly, think of your kid looking at you going, I don't want to die because they don't. And the doctors well, are no saying there's does. only one option, especially a kid, though. Yeah. That's just horrifying. And, then, and you tell them, like, look, we can freeze you up. You're, either way, you're going to disappear for for a while, but at, this, at least maybe we can reanimate you. Well, and the crazy part, it's too, crazy. is if, if the parents do die or whatever, and there is a cure, and they, they thaw them out and everything else, that kid's five years old now, has no idea who None. his parents None. and what, no whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing. How it's long do you let it drag out this documentary? No bond. i got to watch this. I'm watching this tonight. Instead of watching basketball and stuff, I've been watching a lot of basketball. Great game. I think they're, they might be closer to uh, putting a – the head to a new body. Then freezing and unfreezing? Yeah. No, they actually do the freezing thing a lot right now. They'll, they'll, oh, I know, but yeah. that doesn't mean they, they don't No, no, the I'm not saying that. I'm saying the- hospitals will take your body and drop your temperature to death levels to work on you and then bring you right back. They can do sure. that. Now, whether or not they can put you in a manna long term and freeze you long term, that's, yeah. that's undecided. But they, they're, not, they're nowhere near the microsurgeries necessary to re-sew a head onto another body. You got body. that one guy in Spain that's... Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. People are volunteering. Face transplants. Face transplants are amazing. But that one, the other guy that has the complete head to the host. He wants that whole thing going on. Yeah, whether they can do that. I mean, it's just, it's a matter of the materials being small enough to get those surgeries done. They can do, they have, they have. I watched a special on it once. They're like, we understand how to do it. Yeah. We just don't have the materials small enough. To, to reattach and do all this. They, may, they might now. That was a few years ago. But they, they're like, we get how to take a head off of something and put it on something else. Whether the host body rejects it, it's a different story. Frankenstein is around the corner. It's, they, they know how it would work. They can add things to your body and make them work. But to get your brain to click and do all the other stuff, they can sew it on there and do the Frankenstein. It's just whether or not the body communicates. That's the one thing. That's the big dilemma on whether or not there's more to it that we don't know. It's crazy, but yeah, freezing a Chinese baby? I don't know. I think I have to do it. Look me in the eye. Those cute little dying eyes. Please, Rick, please Rick, freeze me. I'm like, oh, gee, I got a freezer. Ricky freeze, Schroeder freeze. from Champ. Oh, oh, my God, the end of the Champ. <laughs> hey, come on, Champ, bring up Champ. What's going on, Champ? Bring it back. I'm like, I'd freeze John Voigt and Ricky Schroeder that day. <laughs> we got to get the Champ back. Oh, man, that's brutal watching Ricky Schroeder run around crying like that. That's a tough one. Come on, champ. Oh, if you've never seen this. Have you ever seen the champ? I haven't. Oh, my God. It's brutal. It's not a great movie, but the ending, spoiler alert, John Voigt gets killed, <laughs> winning the championship back, and his little seven-year-old kid, Ricky Schroeder, uh, just whips up some tears and starts running around trying to get his body to come back to life. It is brutal. Yeah, you want to freeze everybody. In that. An old Yeller type ending, like you. It's very old Yeller. Okay. You, you, you knew you knew it wasn't going right. Just like old Yeller, you're like, what's this story about? Like you just, then you realize, oh, it's going to be about that guy dying. Yeah, every dog movie is about the dog dying eventually, and most boxing movies are about the guy laying on a slab going, "I done good, ain't I, kid? I done good. You did. You're the best, chip." <sighs> Chip? And oh, once he starts that crap. Chip? When he's asking his dead body. Hey, Chip? What's happening? Make him come back. And everybody's like, he's dead. And everybody in the room, he's dead, boy. He's dead. And he just kept reminding the boy that his. Come on, Chip. Oh, for Christ's sake, I'm getting weepy thinking about it. Why'd you bring that up? <laughs> Got my identity stolen, for Christ's sake. I got a lot to think about. Come on, Chip. Oh, little Ricky Schroeder. Bastard. The new version, he opens up a chest of dry ice, throws the champ in there. <laughs> right. It, right in the Amana. Oh, we got us this Amana. That's good prices. <laughs> That's low prices. It's good. Stuff the champ in there. Come on, champ. Hey, they done good. Keep freeze me. Freeze me if I start to go. He's just real bad. Put him in the Amana. The Amana is Brady's choice. <laughs> Got this beauty on eBay for 400 bucks. Kirby, get in. 
and take care of that space bubble in your head. Yeah, I'd do it. It's frightening. Uh, anyway, what's on the board of, of musical treats this morning, Brad? <clears throat> All right, the wake up song brought to you guys by Action Ride Shop. Uh, check out their website, actionrideshop.com. Or go to Instagram. Oh, right. <laughs> well, I didn't ride ruin shop. that at all, did I? <laughs> Don't bring that part up right now. Just enjoy Action Ride Shop <laughs> live right. in person over there on us. Uh, now they've got a fine Instagram. <laughs> Gilbert and the City. No, no, no. Their Instagram page is very hackable. All of them are. Look, why, why, why you got to do that? What advertisers? Why you got to do that on the day that I get you know knowledge of Instagram's hacking? Come on. Uh, got tons of stuff. Ozzy, uh, Red, Killing Joke, uh, Metallica, Ministry. I think this kind of goes with your identity theft, though. Okay. Uh, Kill Switch Engage, My oh, Curse. Oh, great song, too. Okay, we'll do a little Kill, a kill Switch and My Curse. Oh, you actually have one that's called Identity Theft by yeah, The Chats. The Chats. It's kind of or a. Or The Who's Wolf Totem. Yeah. Great stuff. You got some good ones on there. Yeah. But I like your. Uh, yeah, Kill Switch is pretty solid. My Curse is a good one. We'll go with that. <laughs> Come on, Chip. Now I want to watch that again. It's not a good movie. I no, remembered it right. being much better. Uh, when I was a kid, I I'm remember. I'm sure it holds up. Uh, it's just a bad movie. It's there's like Ricky Schroeder's so good that you're like, how is he not the greatest actor of all time as an adult? And he was really good on NYPD Blue, but this this thing and it's an I think the movie was like 1978 or so. And Donald Trump has called it the greatest boxing movie of all time, by the way, because he loves John Voight because John Voight likes him. That's right. Which is the funniest. You know, it's probably, without question, I think a lot of people say it, the greatest boxing movie ever made. I can't think of a second boxing movie really off the top of my head besides the champ. Yeah, I don't think he's going to pick Raging Helena? Bull by no. any means Raging with Bull. De Niro. No, no, he's not going to. <laughs> De Niro's a hack. Jake LaMotta was a great guy. He would have voted for him. If Jake was still alive, he'd have voted for him. De Niro, Same idiot. guy. Same guy uh, in every yeah. movie. Yeah, it's always, it's always De Niro. You know, also I see De Niro. I watched The Champ. And I saw Billy Flynn, played by John Voight, and I thought, that's the real Billy Flynn, even though he wasn't real. And I thought, Ricky Schroeder, who's an unbelievable Republican big supporter, he's great, too. Yeah, I think the, uh, he, he gave, when he gave John Voight the Medal of Honor, because he actually brought up, uh, God, what was that movie called? Something, uh, oh, the Babies movie. I forgot what it was. Babies 2. And John Voight got up and started dancing to the theme song. I'm like, what in the oh. hell is going on? Champ, one of the great. It is the greatest boxing movie of all time. At the end, Champ, 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 come back, bring it back, Champ. He reenacts. I'm going to reenact an entire scene of Billy Flynn dying on the slab while little Ricky Schroeder cries. Here it goes. I did good, right, kid? Champ, Champ, come back, Champ. Please, kid, don't freeze me. Champ, Champ. You feel it? It's great. One of the finest things ever. Donald Trump recreates movies. It's going to be a game later. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty awesome. The champ. Well, you'll cry. But there's parts where Faye Dunaway shows up, and she's his real mom. And they, they kind of veil that a little, like, mm, not. And then she's rich and stuff and takes him on this boat, and everybody's okay with it. Like, she just steals this kid. The kid's allowed to do whatever he was, like, seven. He's just free. It's the 70s. He's all set. He's free to roam all over the place. He has no boundaries. <laughs> and he's running, like, as a racehorse. He buys a racehorse. should be. He hangs out at a track all day. And he's just adorable. And, you know, drifters take care of him. And it's, it's unbelievable, like, the, the freedoms that this There's kid has. There's good people out there, John. And that's when America was great, when seven-year-olds could walk around free, get napped up by a drifter, and take him back to their parents rather than sold into the sex trade. <laughs> we have to make America better. It was, it's, yeah, the champ. Don't do that to me. I don't even know what brought that up, but I hate it. You don't want to be frozen? No. See, I think I would only because... I have the mindset to know that if they unfroze me, advanced technology or something. No, no, no. If they unfroze me a couple hundred years from now, just to see it, freak out at it, and then like die, I wouldn't want to live in the future. I just want to get a glimpse of it and then be done. So freeze me and then wake me up like two hundred years from now. Go, are you ready? You're not gonna believe what you see, and then just have that vision. Like if they could do it and you'd only be alive for twenty four hours, would you do it? You get frozen, and then they're going to wake you up what, in 100 what years. What are you talking about doing it? Like, right now, you'd say, no, no. go ahead and freeze Let's me. say uh, you get you get diagnosed with an incurable tumor. Okay. All right, it's going to kill you. That changes it. And then, yeah, sure. and you're like, I'm going to die. And they're like, but we can freeze you. And you, you're anywhere from six months to two years Maybe, or whatever. Who knows? But, be, they, yeah. but you're not feeling good. Yeah. Every day's a struggle. This and you're like, this isn't living. And they're like, we can freeze you. And then when we figure this out, we'll wake you up and you'll have 24 hours to see the world 100 years from now. 
And that's a that's a thing that would you do it? And, then you, and you just peek up and go, like, it's like that movie AI with Haley Joel Osment where he, yeah. he was allowed, like, everybody was allowed to come back for a day, which is a beautiful idea. Anybody who's died can come back and visit you for one solid day. They can reanimate you for 24 hours. It was unreal. Because then you get to pick, like, I would pick Hitler and just fist fight him. <laughs> like, it would be, like, he comes back for that one and we reanimate him and then we fist fight for 24 hours. And if Hitler kicked my ass, he kicked my ass, but it'd be kind of fun. So you want to be like Demolition Man, like Stallone coming back in the future yeah, hundred years. Yeah, later. and then okay. you, but you don't have to solve crimes or anything. You just get a look at everything for twenty four hours. Have some. It's like your first day of sixth grade. You get a kid named John Jensen that shows you around the school for a little bit, and you're like, "Oh, thanks, Jensen." And he just shows you where all the stuff is, and and you're just blown away. And then you die later that night peacefully. It would be amazing. I would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Especially if it was uh, some some serious time has passed. Oh, yeah, like 100 years. Yeah. Even 50 years. If you consider what was going on in 1970 compared to now. If you were frozen in 1970 and woke up today. Amazing. Holy. It would be horrifying. You'd probably say, uh, what's wrong with me. you people? Freeze me. Yeah, <laughs> get me out of here. I want out of this. What's wrong with these people? They're volunteering their entire personal lives constantly. I think that would be the most shocking thing to somebody 50 years ago is how much personal information we leak out constantly. Like, my God. And the sex? A 1970s person waking up today going, what happened? Every, like, what do you mean? That's just the past. Age. <laughs> What's that? Past condoms. Come yeah. on. Oh, in the 24 I'm hours. going to jail? <laughs> Imagine your 24 hours how many times you would accidentally sexually harass so you'd smell like cigarettes and be like, hey, what's up, sugar? Oh, you know, she's got a good-looking ass, that one. <laughs> what? You don't want it? Yeah. No, he's only alive for 24 hours. He's from the 70s. she got a great ass, your friend there. Oh, come on, dude. Stop. You can't say that. What? Why don't you get me a coffee? Yeah, why don't you go grab me a coffee, sugar? Because I think you are special, and I like watching you walk away. What the hell is HR? Yeah. <laughs> when did the ladies get all this juice? How come you get so many women working here? What is this, a tampon factory? You're going to get us fired. No, this is my 1970s day guy. He's just here for a day. I'll tell you what's wrong with your company is you're paying them way too much. Yeah, you got these ladies are getting uppity. How much is she making? Holy. She has to suck everybody in here, right? Oh, my God. Shut up. Management? 1970s guy living today. And that's just 1970. He'd He'd be done. Like, it would take about an hour and a half. That's a nice looking dress. It would look better on my floor. Okay, 70s guy, you're not getting laid. <laughs> what? And the music would scare Everything would be horrifying. Yeah, can you imagine somebody from the 70s hearing WAP for the first time? <laughs> I mean, Christ. <laughs> you, yes. Yeah, I would that's like easy. That. You hear that every day still? And then you show him the champ. Make him cry. You just make his 24 hours miserable. We've been fired. You cried from the champ. You show him Ricky Schroeder's career from that point forward. Oh, it didn't work out. Anyway, freezing, freezing sounds interesting. This documentary is going to be great. I forget what it's called. Like, I think it's, it's called uh, Fro- Frozen Chinese. I think it's called. Sponsored by Amana. <laughs> right. Amana's Brought to you by Chinese. Amana. <laughs> Brought to you by Colonel. What's the Colonel Chow's Chinese chicken or whatever it is? <laughs> it's good in the freezer, too. General Chow. General Chow. Our country is facing a major crisis. We need to find out what, what, what's causing it. You want to get away, far away, to a place people aren't. You know what'll get you there? A Jeep. That's right, an off-road machine with a big lift and big tires. A rolling definition of go big or go home. And at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can save big on every new Jeep during the Jeep Adventure Days. Happening now. Visit us at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 and Indian School Road or do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more.